such a girl. Holla. Hey everybody, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Harriet Kamek, and this is Down to Earth. And guess what? This is the second day of the last month of this decade. So we're rolling into history right now because everything we do for the next 31 days will be historic. It's the last month of the 2010s. Anybody remember the beginning of the 2010s? We had Android phones, iPhones were a novelty. We still had iPods. iPads were, they were talking about it. And we had some stuff going on. So last night my kids were on Twitter and they Googled uh, on Twitter, it's moments, great moments of the decade. It's a trending thing on Twitter. So if you, you, you want to see what the decade was about, go to Twitter and in the search bar, <laughs> type in moments, great moments of the decade. It will blow your mind. It was so hilarious. Some of the stuff that we have lived through. D did you guys see what we use for Bluetooth? <laughs> now we're using AirPods. AirPods, y'all. You should have seen what was going on. So we're everything we do for the next 30 days or so, it's going to be historic because we're in the last month of the decade. Come December 31st, come January 1st, 2020, we start a whole new decade. Unfortunately, it means some of us are getting older. I mean, I was looking at my children and I remember back in 2010, one was in elementary school and one was in high school. Now one graduated, you know, and, and the other one is looking at graduation and they're looking at me like, life goes on, da, da, da. And I'm looking at them like, should I be worried? <laughs> right? <laughs> so great moments of the decade is something that we all should uh, look at. Uh, today, uh, we're approaching, uh, it's December, and today's the 2nd of December. So that means in nine days, it will be my birthday. So holla at your girl, because December 11th this year will be on a Wednesday. Guess who will be on a podcast on her birthday? Moi. Guess who is going to wish me happy birthday? You all. <laughs> right? I noticed y'all not saying anything. I wasn't absent yesterday. I was on, but for some reason, uh, Twitter, it, it just wasn't letting me go live. I don't know what was, and I couldn't be bothered. I don't know how that is, right? So today we're going to talk about, it's it's that time of the year when you have to wear sweaters on foolishness. You know what I mean? And uh, the thing with me is that I, I still wear athleisure wear. So that means I dress casually. So they tell me that I don't dress appropriately for winter. That's what they say. So you've got a better paying job as a single parent. Okay. Right? So how I dress, I tend to wear like a tank top. I wear tank tops winter, fall, summer, or spring. So for me, I have to wear something over the tank top because I don't wear, you know, some people wear turtlenecks up to here and long sleeve shirts. Guys, it has to be like 12 below or 20 below to see me in a long sleeve shirt. If I have on a long sleeve shirt, chances are, you know, like one of those long sleeve tees, that means I'm not wearing I'm wearing a coat after that. So I wear leggings or lately they've been capri leggings because you know, you just pull your boots on <laughs> over your legs. And it's like, dang, can summer come back? <laughs> Where did summer go? 
did summer go away? I'm, I went on, on my front porch and I'm like, my plants, I had to move them inside because, you know, and I'm not happy. I'm not happy that my house plants are looking like, well, it's always warm in here. And I'm like, I don't, I'm one of those persons, I don't like keeping the heat on. When you see me turn the heat on, it's, it, that's when it's like extremely cold. <laughs> I don't like it, right? Because it makes you uncomfortable and then you have to walk. And then to me, it's still, so I don't even wear clothes a lot uh, during, during my uh, thing. But today on our show, I want to talk about income inequality. And I know that it's something you might hear most politicians, because we're approaching an election year, politicians are not going to talk about this because this is going to highlight the major differences in political platforms. So you're not going to hear politicians talk about this, but we're going to talk about income equality being on the rise. This, from my perspective, this is just me observing over the last 10 years. It, I guess I never really looked at it, but now I'm beginning to see distinct differences with uh, the way our society is, is evolving. We seem to be evolving into a society that is more focused on class, whereby people who earn more are striving to ensure that they stay in protected environments and the differences between what people earn is making a marked difference in our lifestyles. And so people who uh, earn more are making sure they stay that way, right? And they're also uh, determining where they live. So they want to feel, they don't want to feel as if they are close to where people who don't earn more are because it's a reward for earning more. And secondly, so they want all the trappings that come with being a high earner. So they strive to make sure that you know that they are high income earners, right? Therefore, the distinctions and differences are creating somewhat of a class distinction. So whereas before we were driven by money, now we're slowly getting to be like the European countries where it's based on class, because obviously you have money, you're going to stay in that protected class. The only thing is, whereas in European countries, it tends to be generationally appointed, here it is up to the individual. So it's up to the, if, if you're a doctor and you married a doctor or you're a doctor, married a lawyer, you're wealthy, it's up to your children to then continue that. The, most children today are going to say, well, mom and daddy have it. I don't have to make an effort. So they go get a four-year college degree, come back home and sit down and look at their parents because mom and dad have it, right? And they're going to inherit what mom and dad have so they don't have to make an effort. So they're going to fall within the low income earners or just stay that stay low because they didn't make an effort. So at the end of this, I'm going to show you that there are some things we can do. There are some things that we need to instruct our children and our young people to do to make sure that they stay high income earners. Everybody wants to be a star. Everybody thinks that they are a snowflake. So they're unique and, and so on. You better go get that advanced degree. You better go be a lawyer, engineer, or a doctor. Because that's where it's going, right? We had seen this trend starting from the late 1980s onwards. But see, we were a different society. 
in the 1980s. You and I, some of us weren't even born yet, right? We were kids. Some of us weren't even born. So we were not the policymakers. Back then, how people thought was that we wanted to be equitable. There were government and public policies that ensured that people stayed the same. There were things like antitrust legislation that ensured that you just didn't do something you don't know. When they removed antitrust legislation, what happens is you pay anybody how much you want. You hire people. So if, if you are uh, Elon Musk and you need an engineer and you hear GM has a good crop of engineers, right? And GM is over there paying them 1.5 million. Elon Musk wants to hire that engineer. So they go and find out, well, how much would it cost to get them over here? Whatever it costs. Whereas before under antitrust legislation, there would be laws that govern that. What those were designed to do was to keep us, the, the mind frame of the policy framers at the time was not to create a society where people didn't feel equal. No, people don't give a care. Nobody cares about the next person. It's all about me, 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 me. What I want, what I want, what I want, how I feel, how I feel, how I feel. Do you see my point? And so now we have created this society where frankly, nobody cares. So I made some notes that I thought you'd find interesting, some, some points that I wanna point out because I, I wanna bring this to our attention because sometimes we're asleep at the switch. And these things tend to happen seemingly overnight, but it's really not overnight. We're distracted by the entertainment news of the news of the day. I've been talking about this for 10 years. We allow ourselves to be distracted by entertainment that we miss what is really going on. When you don't pay attention to what is going on around you or what is going on locally in your community, that's when you lose. How about the fact that women go into professions that don't pay as much? Right. Well, this is exactly my point. Why are you going to go to school and get a social work degree? Why are you going to take a student loan to go become a social worker? And then when you graduate with your social worker's degree, you're going to earn $40,000 a year. $40,000 a year can't help you get a mortgage, can't help you to pay your car notes, can't save enough for retirement. What's the foolishness in that? We're going to talk about that. You see what I'm saying? So we need to re-examine and instruct our children and our friends, right? If you're going to go back to school to get an advanced degree, get an advanced degree in something like public policy. That's where the trend is today. Get an advanced degree, not just an MBA, but in a specialized kind of MBA. Not just, well, I have a master's in business administration and what's your specialty? What's unique about you? Because public policy is what impacted by, is created by politicians who are, we call them legislators. We like to believe that we elected them. We like to believe that they're elected by the people they represent, but that's not true in reality, is it? No, it's who writes the biggest check on the campaign, on the campaign uh, 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 run, isn't it? And whoever writes the biggest check is whose policies are going to be implemented when they get into office. Isn't that the truth? Anywhere, whether at the local level or the regional level or the national level. 
It's the same thing everywhere. Whether you're voting for your state representative or the U.S. congressman, it's the same thing. So they're going to respond to my people who write checks. The bigger the check, that's whom they're going to respond to. Right? But where are we? Asleep at the switch. We're not paying attention to public policy. You don't, We don't go to uh, uh, city council meetings. We don't insist that they send out mailings so we can read them. Right? They might send, put it on their Facebook page, but do you have time to remember to go to their Facebook page? Right? So public policy is what has created, there's no gender wage gap on YouTube. No. Hold on. What did you say that is? There's no gender wage gap on YouTube. That sounds like something I should watch. There is no gender wage gap on YouTube. Wow. Interesting. I know where that is going, right? So, but you, you, you're right up in my, in my thoughts this morning. You and I are thinking alike. So where is all this going to go? Where's all this going to go eventually? Do you see what I've been saying it for some time that we are creating a society where inequality defined by income inequality is going to be a problem later on. Think about it. People who are engineers, for instance, especially automotive engineers and other designers. Some engineers are called designers. It's a what? It's a PragerU video. Okay, I'll find it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right? So people who are engineers, software developers, and so on, that's where the economy is trending, right? So technology, services, powered by technology anything that is powered by technology look i can't say it enough if you have a brother or sister who is about to go to college i cannot tell you enough how to tell them to be patient kids today don't want to stay in school they don't have the discipline they're constantly distracted by what is going on electronically in their hands and they don't want to stay in school long enough to study something five years to become a, a specialized kind of engineer. They don't want to do that. They don't want to be a doctor. They definitely don't want to be a lawyer because it's seven years of study. So they graduate with a degree in the humanities. What's that going to do? No. How many people do you know are going to school to get a degree in computer, in computer science or computer development or computer technology or computer engineering? How many people do you know who are going to college to get a degree in engineering? There is such a lack of engineers today, it's unbelievable. I went to a, the US Department of Energy uh, uh, forum the other day and they don't have engineers. You can't get kids to go to school to become an engineer. They'll find the easiest stupid degree. People graduating from college. You went to college for four years and graduate with a degree in psychology. What exactly is that gonna do? What kind of job are you going to get? Oh, I live at home and then I'll get married. And then mom and dad have something that I'm going to get. Have you thought about that? What mom and dad have is for them. And by the time they retire, that's all they're going to have. They're not going to have enough. You're going to make them impoverished if they have to support you and your lifestyle and your children. If you don't make the effort. People don't want to stay in school. They want they graduate college at 22 and 23 to go earn $20 an hour. And they think they're living. They go get a car note while they're at home. And car notes today are like four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars. I'm appalled at how much people are paying for car notes. 
I'm like, why don't you buy a used car, a two-year-old car? <laughs> You'll pay far less. It's the same car. Who matters? Who cares if it's not brand new off the lot? Do you want to pay that? Do you see what I'm saying? So income inequality is defined by, especially we're seeing this in metro areas. Uh, in 1980, we had 125 metro areas. It's kind of shrinking now because more smaller cities are being absorbed into these larger areas. Well, in places like San Francisco, for instance, where property values are exponentially through the roof, you know what causes that? Income inequality. In San Francisco, there are a lot of designers. It's the ideal climate in California. It's not as, you know, it doesn't have as much windstorm and fires as Southern California. So a lot of people gravitate there for industry, right? doesn't matter they had earthquake a hundred years ago. Nobody cares about that because buildings are built better today, right? So you people uh, migrate to, to San Francisco and the income disparity is what's caused this huge homelessness problem, this homeless problem, because people are way up here earning and then people are down here. Salaries are here and wages are here. Wages have become stagnant. And even if they increase the minimum wage, get this, even if they increase the minimum wage, it is significantly not going to help because there are more people earning what? Wages than salaries. The only thing that's gonna help is if there are more people earning high income jobs, then what will happen is that it will level the playing field. So the demand that will impact supply is going to factor in. So let's say at the University of Michigan, for instance, I'm just using that hypothetical. Let's say the entire graduating class has over 500 engineers. Let's say 3,000 people are graduating. And if of that 3,000, 1,500 of them are engineers, that's going to significantly impact the Detroit metropolitan area. That means there will be a lot of engineers graduating, and that's just one school. So how many jobs will be available? How many engineers do you think they will, they will need? That's what I'm talking about. But as long as the, there are only two or 20 engineers graduating and the demand is really 500, there you have the problem. Do you see what I'm saying? We need to change because public policy, in other words, what I'm saying is you can't wait for politicians to change. The, the ways that they're suggesting, the remedies they're suggesting that is going to mitigate and ameliorate these uh, harsh income inequality realities, po uh, politicians are not going to do it because again, politicians are influenced by the people who write them checks. That's just the reality. The people who write them checks determine what antitrust legislation. So one of the things they suggested was reinvigorating antitrust legislation. That is going to do what? It's going to affect competition. When they removed antitrust, that means companies can do whatever they need to do to get achieve whatever they want to do. Whereas before, antitrust legislation legislated how companies operated and compete with one another. So they're suggesting that we reinvigorate it. They're also suggesting, of course, what the rest of us are crying out for, increase the tax, increase taxes on those who earn more. Of course, that's going to help. Of course, that's going to re reduce. It's going to help in terms of what we can offer. Let's just be clear. The poor will be with us always. 
there will always be people who are poor, but what we're talking about is people who are working and who still can't find a way to make it. Do you see what I'm saying? Let's look at it this way. Uh, there are a couple of things that also contributed to this. Again, these are public policies enacted by legislators whom you all vote for, right? Uh, globalization. Anybody remember the global marketplace? When this became a thing in the 1990s under Bill Clinton, they were all so excited and young and filled with ideas and saw opportunity. We can go to India and China and get products made and come back and sell it here for less and sell it here for more and reap huge profits. Globalization. Automation. You don't need so many workers to do the job when you can put robots to do the job, right? Especially in industries like manufacturing. That impacted manufacturing a lot. Globalization and automation. So if it, it, just think about this. You want to know how it affects you if you want to think about globalization. Just think about when you go on Amazon to order something. Are those products made in the USA? They're made somewhere else and are brought here. Think about that. That's globalization. That's exactly what we're talking about. Right? So now, if it is left, whereas before the thought leaders, thought leaders thought like this. They thought, well, if you leave it up to people, then people will be, will promote the, will do things in their own, with regards to their own self-interest. But if we create a public policy that is going to legislate what people do, then it would be better. Today, that's not how people think. You have people who are entrepreneurs, nothing wrong with that. I'm one of them. So are you, right? And then you have people who are nefarious. People are like, I don't give a care about them. That's up to them. That's on them. That's their problem. How many times have you heard that? Without thinking of what does it mean? So what happens is in certain parts of the country, like in Houston, for instance, New York, this, these are evident. The income inequality is so markedly evident. Just go to, and, and what you find is that people in these areas, they tend to stick together. So all the high income earners tend to what? They tend to work in the same area and they also tend to live in the same area. They socialize amongst the same set. So you go to places like New York and you go down Wall Street and you go down and you see how stockbrokers live and you see how hedge fund managers live, where they work. Right. And then you see how they live. Right. And you, then you go to people who earn wages, the guy who makes the sandwich, the line cook, the guy who is cooking the food, the guy who is mopping the floor in the restaurant, the girl who is the server income inequality. And you can't, as human beings, we have to watch that because that's why a lot of our ancestors left Europe and other parts of the world to come here because of those things, of how people were treated unfairly. And yet we come here and now it's on the rise. Something to think about, something to talk about, something to look into. So what are you gonna do about it? This is what I say to everybody. Go and get as much education. Go and get a specialized kind of education. Tell your children, go stay in school. One of my daughters wanted to be a lawyer. She knew that it was going to take a heck of a long time, but she stayed the course. 
she'll be fine. Income inequality won't be her gambit. My other daughter wants to be a doctor. From she was eight years old, she had already done her research to know how long it was going to take for her to be a doctor. She is sacrificing, right? She's sacrificing her present for her future. She's making sure she situates herself so that in the future, she'll be able to earn what she wants to earn. Do you see what I'm saying? So then she's not gonna make it so that in the future, she'll be a low income earner. Oh no. And she's not just gonna go into medicine. She's going to specialize because that's where the money is. So I'm saying to all of us, we need to make sure that we take care of that. Invest in your children, tell them, go to school, stay in school, go study. I see children today and I'm like, are you picking up a book? Are you reading? I, I got a mailing from my insurance provider and I was appalled to read at the bottom of this. If you cannot read this, call this number. And I'm like, why you wouldn't be able to read this, <laughs> right? I'm appalled at people. What's a myth, right? I'm appalled at people who uh, don't want to, 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 don't want to invest in yourself. My friends, believe me when I say this, any investment you make in yourself is positioning you for a better future. Invest in yourself. Make sure even if you have a job that never required a college degree, make sure you have a specialized skill. When I was growing up, they used to tell me to have education and to have a skill. If you have a skill, you'll always be in demand. Make sure you have a skill that you can earn income from and have your side gig. You know, I'm, I'm big on this side gig thing, right? Now we have social media, go promote yourself, go create a page and promote yourself, right? Do something that is going to give you a better future. Don't just sit there do something. One of my brothers is an accountant. Are you listening to me? He's an accountant. He went to school and got an accounting degree, right? Worked for one of those large uh, companies. One of the, he starts with an O, right? As an accountant, they fired him because he went on vacation. He wasn't even a slacker. The boss was just iffy and they fired him. My brother is an accountant. He said, okay. He said, what do I really want to do? What am I curious about? He went back to school. He has a bachelor's in accounting. He went back to school and became a nurse, got a bachelor's in nursing. You know what that did? In either way, he's positioned for his future. He can go back to working as an accountant and count beans is what I call it, right? I said, you're the bean gunner, right? Or he can go and be a nurse, a registered nurse any day of the week. Do you see what I'm saying? He gave himself options. He'll never be hungry. He'll never be broke because he has options. We need to tell our children that down in the southern part of the country, there's some skilled jobs that are out. Jobs like nursing, jobs like being a mechanic, being an electrician, being a plumber. Children, people today are not hungry. Yes, income inequality, inequality is on the rise. It is going to be. In the 1980s, they saw the trend. In the 1970s, we knew it was gonna happen. There will always be people who earn more and some people will not earn enough. But 
What about you as an individual? You have some agency. Pick it up and do something. I'm always, I, I like seeing people who, my mother was somewhat of an entrepreneur. You know, she was a nurse, right? And <laughs> she just never stopped. On her day off, she would, she would, she would cater. She would cook and sell it. Always trying to make extra money, you know, always trying to have something else. At one point, she was what I would call the, uh, what's that thing? The, 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 the marketing thing, right? You know, one of those pyramid things. She used to try them just to see if it would work so she would earn extra money, right? You have to be enterprising. The, people go to school today, they can't teach you to be an entrepreneur. That's something you're born with. You have to be hungry. People don't want to hear that term today. They're like, hunger? Hungry for what? Oh, uh, I am happy where I am. No, you're not. You don't see the future. The future is you won't be able to, when you get older, this is the thing, people today are limited and allow themselves to be confined by what they can see. 